This is In the Know for Monday, December 14, the 349th day of 2020. There are 17 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We get you set for a big week. Ten days left until... Christmas or so, so that's on the horizon. So you best be prepared. And we'll play a round of You Pick Trivia. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's speech. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. How many times do you think... You will yawn in your lifetime. Oh, I don't know. Um, a lot, especially after last night. So Okay, so uh, <laughs> lots of yawns. Uh, 250,000 times over the course of a lifetime, if you live to be 70, then uh, that's about 10 uh, yawns per day. Okay. You think you have 10 yawns per day when you... I don't know uh, that I yawn 10 times a day, no, but I think there are some days that are more than ever, the yeah, others that average it out. I do so. maybe five in the morning <laughs> and five in the evening, you know, just to keep it balanced out. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. How's Misty? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you, uh, you're turning into the uh, Forrest Gump of graduates. Yeah. So, you know, Forrest Gump, and of course, uh, you know, I love Forrest Gump. Uh, he won um, He won the national championship with uh, when he played college football at Alabama, and he went to the White House and got to meet the president. He did. Then he got the Congressional Medal of Honor after mm-hmm. serving in Vietnam, so he went back to the White House again. <laughs> so, Misty graduated Again, but this time really close to one another. So I was counting them up. You graduated from kindergarten at Caneyville. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Did you have an elementary school graduation yes. in Caneyville? Sixth grade. So you had middle school graduation. Yes, so sixth grade. there's three. Then you had high school graduation. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you have a gra- graduation for your associates or just on, on to your bachelor's? Just on to bachelor's. On to your bachelor's yeah. and now to your master's. Yes. Now, there was that one weekend you took a weekend course on mastering the electric slide and you graduated from yeah, that. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was in 92. <laughs> have you gradu- Have you graduated from anything else <laughs> that we don't know of? Um. Working on sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> trying to right. have less of that in my life. Oh, you're going for that. You're yeah. going that direction. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying uh. to graduate from being so salty. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I get a little salty. Uh, I guess well, a lot of people want to know if your cap and gown for this year, if it still fit from last year, or did you like the, did the COVID get get the best well, of you in the cap and gown category? Funny. I wasn't going to walk the line this year, even if they had walked it. But um, I made some great friends this year because even though it was online, our classes were in group. Where my bachelor's was not; it was all on my own. It was self learning. Uh, just you and your professor. So I made amazing friends, and they're like, oh, come walk the line with us. Well, then I learned that my Maddie, 
who her graduation at UofL got postponed in May. So she was going to get to walk the line the same night as I walked the line because they were going to bring spring and fall together. <laughs> so I was willing to walk the line to be able to do that mother-daughter thing. And then with my friends I had met but not met face-to-face. Then they canceled that. But I was going to use last year's cap and gown. You can't do that because the master's cap and gown, it's it looks different. It's a different color, the sure. whole thing. It's got racing stripes. Uh, there, oh, yeah, and I actually got cords flames. because I was, yeah, I, 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 summa cum laude, but in graduate programs, they don't give the, the Greek titles, so yeah. 4.0, but you get different cords for those things. So I was like, okay, I'll come walk the line. Well, then they postponed it. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, you you had intentions of doing that. So, yeah, was, uh, and now I, I guess uh, it's, it's natural to presume then that you're pursuing your doctorate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask you in front of everyone, do I have to call you doctor? Like, if you get to that point, do I have to? I mean, it's yes, me. Yes, but only you. <laughs> only me? I said, but it's me. So I don't have to. Because if you ask, then yes, the answer is going to be yes. Listen, if I get there, uh, if I actually get there and get it completed, then everybody's going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Because I am so tired of school, but I want it done. Public administration will be my doctorate. It will actually be a DPA doctor of public administration. Um, but my goal is to run for office someday, and I feel like this this is where God's leading me first. So if that's the path that he has me on, um, but only only you and Jason have to call me doctor. Because <laughs> well, only you and Jason have asked, do I have to call you doctor? <laughs> well, I just didn't know what, the, I didn't know what the protocol was. Uh, I mean, Dr. J, Julius Irving, he was yeah, not right? really a doctor, right. but everybody called him doctor. Yeah. I don't think Dr. Pepper is really a doctor. I do. But, but I do. do. See, that's Dr. where we Pepper? disagree. Okay. That's where we're going to get sideways. Well, that's why Dr. you Pepper. have a doctorate, and I yeah. don't. Or well, you're on your way to a doctorate. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Depends on how the finances hold out. Showers will be ending early throughout the southern portions of the region today uh we'll get uh, midweek snow chance or rain chance again on uh, wednesday off to the north so if you watch if you're part of the area that uses louisville television you're going to hear them talking about snow just know that's north of i-64 so we're not going to have snow between the twin lakes so don't uh, don't worry about it but you know when people start throwing that that word around people oh i heard it's going to snow just leave the bread alone the bread will be fine <laughs> You don't don't need extra. And so, anyway, uh, decreasing clouds today. A high of 40, partly cloudy and 20. Ma'am, step away from the bread. Partly cloudy, 28 tonight. Increasing clouds for tomorrow. And a high of 42. Be a little different than the week we had last week in the 50s for about four or five days in a row. Oh, it was so nice. It was nice. Things began to bloom again. It was uh, good to see Louisville in the news yesterday for something not related to protests and civil unrest. It was good to see the UPS World Port having the eyes of the nation because that was really the first destination of much of the vaccines yesterday leaving the East Coast. The initial shipment of the two-dose Pfizer uh, vaccine was delivered to Louisville's UPS World Port yesterday. It was the first vaccine to win approval by the U.S. FDA, receiving final regulatory approval Friday evening. In this first shipment, Kentucky is getting 12,675 vaccine vials, which are making their way to 11 regional hospitals, uh, Louisville, Paducah, Bowling Green, Madisonville, Pikeville, Corbin, Lexington, and Edgewood, and then it will disseminate out from there. An additional 25,350 are being delivered to uh, the national franchise pharmacies, and it's... um, 
the plan is for them to coordinate with long-term care facilities to get our elderly population, the people that are in long-term care facilities, get them vaccinated. And then we're also expecting Moderna to get their approval this week, which means more vaccines in the pipeline. But, you know, there were two things going on in Louisville yesterday. Uh, Kentucky's shipments were arriving, the ones that were intended, but then the world port then was relaying them around the country. And so they were sending about half of the vaccination, the vaccines via FedEx. So they went to Memphis and then got uh, distributed out in their network. And then the half that went to UPS went to, came to Louisville and then hopped on plane and went other places. So there was, I was seeing a story this morning about they're literally like pharmacy managers inside hospitals in California that are waiting for a tracking number. They're just sitting there waiting for a tracking number and go, okay, here's my tracking number. Now we can just follow it uh, here. And so it's the largest vaccination uh, program in American history. I mean, honestly, what a worse time to roll out something through the shipping, through the mail, when it's Christmas time and everybody's shopping online. And like, do the handlers know they have the vaccine and they need <laughs> to expedite that to the front of the line over the toys? Yeah, it's being, uh, it is, they know. Okay. They know the container, okay. especially right. because the containers are sub-zero. Uh, there's oh, that's a good tip off if you're not aware cool. of what you're holding. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I, I hate to reveal something that would come up later in the show, but to your point, today is also free shipping day. So I don't, I don't think we got free shipping on the Pfizer vaccine, but maybe, yeah, maybe I not. guess we'll we'll, we'll find out. The uh, I didn't on the way here. I didn't grab uh, yesterday's total. I think it was in the 2,000 range yesterday, but Saturday's total, the governor said, was 3,558. I think 24 new deaths Saturday. I think 15 or so reported yesterday. I glanced over that. But the biggest news from the governor's office on Friday was that we got the positivity rate under 9%. So on Friday, it went down to 8.86%. And it's important, you know, it needs to continue in that direction. The positivity rate is an indicator of the extent of the spread of the virus. According to the World Health Organization, if the rate is less than 5% for two weeks and testing is widespread, the virus is considered under control. So ideally, if you can, you know, get it down to 5% and stay that way and vaccines come online, then you can start to have some optimism and go, okay, all right, we're starting to maybe see the end of this thing. And the vaccines today are called the beginning of the end. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can let down your guard because until the majority of people that want to be vaccinated are, there's still a lot of risk involved. Mm-hmm. So you just can't you, you can't let all of your hard work that you've done, you can't sacrifice that here in the last uh, – Two minutes of the game. Yeah, there's no room for negligence this week. That's right. The uh, deadline is approaching for eligible Kentucky families to receive assistance to pay overdue utility bills through the Healthy at Home Utility Assistance Fund. The $15 million fund helps those who are struggling to pay water, sewer, electric, or gas bills due to the pandemic. Those who qualify can receive up to $500 for water and wastewater bills and up to $400 to pay gas or electric utility bills. The fund expires December 31 or earlier if the fund is depleted, so eligible Kentuckians should apply now. To date, around $7 million has already been requested. So that's uh, if you find yourself in that situation and need it, again, you've got a couple of weeks. 
Uh, today's the 14th. You have through the 31st. CAPKY.org. CAPKY.org is where you turn for resources. Was reading about a small plane crash in Alabama on Saturday that uh, has at least one Kentucky connection. The pilot of a small aircraft was killed when his plane crashed into a field in Alabama over the weekend. It happened in Atala, Alabama. And the plane climbed 9,000 feet, made contact with air traffic controllers in Birmingham, but later lost radar communications. It was a beach V-35A that took off from Murray, so extreme western Kentucky. And it was headed for Merritt Island, Florida. Now, there may be more information available, but it didn't find its way to me. They did not say uh, the identity of the pilot or where he or she may have been from, but I'm going to deduce that the fact that he or she took off from Murray, it would be a reasonable presumption that that was likely the point of origin, uh, unless it was a refueling stop and had come from somewhere else. But I don't know if it's a Kentuckian that we lost in an accident. Mm -hmm. But if I were to guess, I would say probably so. And the information may be out there, but again, I did not, uh, didn't find its way to me. Authorities searched Saturday for two Tennessee inmates who escaped prison, kidnapped a Kentucky Highway Department employee, and stole a resident's truck. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said Robert Brown and Christopher Osteen escaped Friday morning from Northwest Correctional Complex in Lake County, Tennessee. Uh, later on Friday, an employee of the Highway Department in Fulton County, Kentucky, was kidnapped from a boat ramp on the Mississippi River. Early Saturday, deputies found a Henry County resident who had been tied up in his home by the inmates. The sheriff's office said they stole a resident's 2009 Chevrolet Silverado. Law enforcement agencies were asking, were searching for the inmates on Saturday. State police advised residents in the far western part of Kentucky to stay uh, to check on their loved ones and report any suspicious activity after the inmates committed burglaries and thefts in the area. Bad dudes. Good grief. I'm wondering why the trans was the transportation worker one. Why was he on the boat ramp? Yeah, that was right. my first question. You know, because I thought, well, there's nothing related to. Are those two things connected in some way? I guess was my thing. Was he? Did he have the day off? And he's happened. You know right. what? I don't know, but I do know Fulton County is. Uh, I don't know that I can call it a seaport town because I think I read where Fulton County is maybe one of the few counties that doesn't have a port on the Mississippi River, or at least there's at least one county in Kentucky that doesn't that sits on the Mississippi River. But also Fulton County almost is more like Missouri or Tennessee, or it's kind of isolated where it is. So, but anyway, kind of an interesting story. And I doubt that it's impacting us here locally, but it is of note. Louisville over overcame a slow start on Saturday and defeated Wake Forest 45-21. to 21. So now the Cards will – their regular season has been completed. They finally got it in after a couple of reschedules. So I guess they will wait and see what the bowl picture looks like for them, if anything, because all the rules have really been thrown out on the bowls this year. Um Records pretty much not uh, important, so not sure what will happen with them, if anything at all. Western in basketball topped Rhode Island yesterday in EA Diddle Arena, 68-65, to but also the WKU football team 
has uh, received and accepted an invitation to play Georgia State in the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the day after Christmas. I think it's early afternoon on December the 26th, so there might be some Hilltopper fans spending Christmas on the in uh, lower Alabama. I do not know. The Kentucky Wildcats could have been beaten by 50 on Saturday when they played Notre Dame. It was ugly early, but they did manage to come back and had a shot to win at the buzzer, but uh, Olivier Sars' shot came up short as time ran out. Notre Dame wins over the Cats 64-63. to They trailed by the largest deficit in school history at halftime. So they, wow. they just keep racking up accolades this year. And I guess if they're going to fail not in, like not that, in a good way. this is the year to do it so that all these kids can go. I mean, it was 2020. We didn't have a chance. They have lost back-to-back home games for the first time in Cal's career at Kentucky. They face a long climb back to 500. They will play UCLA in the CBS Sports Classic on Saturday in Cleveland. And then the Cats and Cards also on Saturday the 26th, the day after Christmas. Hmm. Can't wait. The <laughs> the Kentucky High. I don't think. I, I think they're both not very good. So it may actually be a pretty be good ball game. Uh, <laughs> the state championship football games are set for this coming weekend. Uh, Class A Louisville's Kentucky Country Day will square off against Paintsville. And Beachwood will face Lexington Christian in Class 2A. Elizabethtown will face Ashland Blazer in 3A. That's uh, Saturday. E-Town vying for their first state championship in football in 51 years. In Class 4A, Boyle County and Franklin County. Class 5A, Bowling Green versus Owensboro. That'll be a good game in Class 5A. And it's the Battle of the Louisvilles in Class 6A, Mail and Trinity will play so the uh, championship weekend is set at um kroger field i think it's where they're playing all of those games and this story has the nation talking passengers aboard a flight out of mccarran international in las vegas were shocked saturday to see a man stroll onto the wing of the plane just as it was about to take off Alaska Airlines Flight 1367 was preparing to depart for Portland when pilots saw a man walk onto the tarmac. From there, passengers watched as the suspect walked along the wing of the Boeing 737 within clear view of their window seats and some of them recording the incident and posting to social media. Pilots called the cops as they watched him approach the plane. How he got onto the wing itself isn't as clear with one aviation expert saying it may not even be possible to do simply by jumping. The wings are of a 737 are a decent height off the ground, so I'm not sure how this guy could shimmy out there. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Have you seen the video? No, uh, but I would have just taken off. <laughs> you know what you're in for. Yeah, I Motors mean, are going. You know, sometimes when you get a bug on your windshield or on your windshield wiper, you go, the wind's going to get him eventually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And if you watch the video, he goes out there and climbs up that little upturn in the wing. And I know you'll find this hard wow. to believe, but they suspect impairment or mental illness. 
I was thinking maybe he was like a thrill jumper. Like he wanted to jump and parachute off the wings. Spider-Man. Like, yeah, something. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Booyah Bay's Day. Hard for me to explain what Booyah Bay's is, even though we've had it. Very good. Like a stew. Right, but not a beef-based stew. It's not beef-based, but it is broth-based. It is also Roast Chestnuts Day today. I guess I've ever done that. Green Monday. A lot of times, it's, so it's the last 10 days until Christmas, the day when uh, a lot of times profitability uh, comes into focus for retailers. Uh, but, you know, hey, COVID. And um, it's also free shipping day. But before you get carried away, I think historically <laughs> it's free shipping day. I think that long ago this was a day that retailers would say, hey, free shipping today if you act today because, again, they have you know enough days left to, to make it work for you. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hold my breath because I know a lot of people said if you didn't have orders to them by this last weekend – one, there would not be any guarantees of arrival prior to Christmas, and you surely can't be banking on free shipping. So I'm saying that I think when you look at the annual calendar, you look at December 14th and say, oh, it's free shipping day. But again, hey, COVID might have uh, changed things up. And speaking of maybe so much for free shipping, New York City is considering a law that would require residents to pay a $3 surcharge on packages ordered online. An assemblyman who proposed the bill says the online shopping fee would raise more than $1 billion a year to fund the operating costs of buses and subways. The bill points out that the surcharge, which would provide exceptions for deliveries of medicine and food, would support small businesses and encourage consumers and the Amazons of the world to more regularly consolidate multiple items into a single package for delivery. Well, one, Amazon already enables you to do this if you choose to do it. You can do this on your terms if you want. You can consolidate and you can have a particular day of the week when it gets delivered if you'd like to. I do I do appreciate the spirit of sure. what the, of what they're trying to do, but more and more local businesses ship too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so when you just say, well, we're going to charge a $3 fee surcharge on packages that are delivered. Well, I mean, a local peop, local companies deliver. So you're still adding to the same congestion that you're claiming the big companies do. A delivery is a delivery is a deli- maybe maybe there needs to be a building delivery person like in the big high rises in New York City rather than having multiple companies delivering multiple ways maybe that last mile is covered by one service rather than there being three or four or five services in there so I, I don't I would not dispute that there are some list logistical things that need to be evaluated but I think just simply saying charging a three dollar surcharge on on packages that you receive hurts everyone. It hurts the consumer. It hurts everyone across the board. It, yeah, it doesn't give preference to small businesses. It's $3 per. 
Are you charging the consumer or are you charging the company? <laughs> well, I'd say it just gets passed along. I think it gets added into the bill at the end, right. just like when you pay your shipping and your taxes and you're, oh, you're in New York City? Well, here's an extra $3 for you. Give you a little harumph in there. It's like, uh, no, thank you. Uh, traveling. Some many people will be traveling in the coming weeks, and they have identified the riskiest way to travel for the holidays. Mm. This headline says the riskiest way to travel for the holidays will surprise you, but I say, uh, au contraire, mon frere, I would have known this was the uh, riskiest way to travel pandemic or no, and that's the Greyhound bus. Oh, yeah, that, that's been sketchy for decades. <laughs> no, no pandemic needed there. Right. I mean, no. cause of what got you might be different this right, year, right, but uh, right. equally scary all yeah. the time. Experts warn that while each form of travel presents its own set of challenges over the holidays this year, one in particular is considered to be the riskiest, and that's a long-haul bus ride. A lengthy bus trip presents a unique problem in that it usually takes longer than the other forms of travel, makes it difficult or impossible to socially distance, and is more difficult environment is a more difficult environment which to ensure passengers are following mask mandates than they are on other forms of transportation. Sure, it's you and the bus driver. Well, and your fellow passengers. If you're flying, you have the flight attendants who are up roaming around, you know, you have the same thing even on Amtrak. Mm-hmm. You have people that are roaming around, some keeping an eye on people. But on the bus, no. There's nobody to really say, put your mask on. Yeah. or And really, don't you want the bus driver paying attention to what's right. on the other side of the windshield rather than... A bus monitor is needed. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean... I mean, you could, someone could be a self-appointed, like, bus monitor. Bring your sash. You would so do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't have any problems filling that spot, especially if they offered, a, you know, a 5% discount on your, on your fare. Right. Yeah, because the people who really want that job don't care if it's 5% or 20%. I would pay extra just, for the sash. <laughs> sure. You bring your own, your own accoutrements yeah. in order to do it. Uh, of course, the Greyhound and Trailways and those people, they say, Hey, we've instituted new mask policies. I don't care. I don't care what your policy is. So did the grocery store. Have you been there lately? Yeah, there are a lot of people that have mm-hmm. that have uh, that have policies. Mm-hmm. The safest form of travel is car trip. Uh, and but by the way, about buses, it takes forever to get anywhere on a bus because of the number of stops. Mm. And they can't take the most direct route to places Mm-mm. because they've got to hit those. Fit. They got to hit those Greyhound bus stations yeah. along the way. Well, the bus doesn't fit those country roads. That's true. Those overpasses built in the twenties. <laughs> built too low. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, just can't take, you just can't take that bus anywhere. <laughs> Even though car trips require more planning ahead of time to plot out where to stop, to refuel, eat, or sleep, cars technically represent a safer way to get from point A to point B. Sure, your route gets customized for you. You put only the people in your car bubble that you want, and then you just got to be strategic about when you get out Mm -hmm. and where you stop, and you have to scrutinize a little bit more. Nope, this place looks shady. Let's keep on going. So you might want to also stick to to the... in waterfalls, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah, the yeah, lyric? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, so, yes yeah. You know, on your car trip, you might want to stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. You might get into some bad yeah. if you find yourself on some <laughs> that. place that you've never been. Airplanes would be the second 
because they have really worked hard for air circulation and you do there a lot of them are doing you know uh, avoiding middle seats and that's that. good because I'm supposed to be on a plane before the end of the year and I am digging my heels in the ground going you're not going to get me on it yeah he's like tickets bought doesn't mean I'm going <laughs> I think it, I think it'll be fine uh, number three trains. And then for public transportation, like the city bus, subways, et cetera. But, again, Greyhound bus still below all those. You should ride the subway before you should ride the Greyhound bus, according to that I don't know. What about those double-deckers? You know? Does coronavirus rise with heat? You know, like, do the germs rise to the top or do they fall to the bottom? You bring up a good point because it's – the new study says that this one common item in your house could be spreading COVID. Oh, the kid's feet. The ceiling fan. Oh. Oh, dear. I'm just going with the stinky feet. I don't know if I buy this or not because they're just grasping. Yeah. For, oh, well, here's how it could be spreading. Like in the air, it's circulating? They're saying that the droplets get churned up in the air longer Mm. if you're in a room with a ceiling fan where if the ceiling fan is off, they just (sighs) fall. Well, you're presuming then, though, that it would be contaminated droplets. If you just do the right things outside your house mm-hmm. and you don't carry it in, you don't have to worry about your ceiling fan churning it all up. That's what I'm so. saying. Those kids bring it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. They say, number one, to mitigate some of this, number one, open your windows. Oh, sure. It's only going to be 42 today. No problem. <laughs> Use an exhaust ventilation system. I think we think. That ceiling fans somehow help ventilate, but they don't. They just circulate. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't ventilate. So use an exhaust ventilation system. Get an air purification system. We have one of those that we've added in the last couple of years, and I, it's made a big difference for people with allergies like self. Is yours a large one, or is it a plug-in? The wall plug-in. It's there's two 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 of them designed for large rooms that are plug into the wall, but they have the HEPA filter, they have the carbon filter, mm-hmm. then they have the HEPA, and uh, the outer filter can be washed. And then we've also been more diligent about changing the HVAC filters. Mm-hmm. And just from having general colds and things, I have noticed a big difference in the last couple of years specifically. I can tell you I bought the plug-in thing off of Amazon for uh, room odors and allergies, and it really does work. It was about 40 bucks, but it was the best $40 investment, mm-hmm. especially if you have, like, a cat in the house. Yeah. Uh, ours yeah, have a uh, big difference. Ours have sensors, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they get on it when there's something it doesn't look like. So uh, whether it's hairspray or because when I spray, when I put hairspray on my hair, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of it. I got to keep those bangs out of my eyes. Mm -hmm. And, but it just, they'll, you'll hear it spool up. It sounds like a 737. Yeah. Like when I spray the countertops to clean them. Yeah. It It says something cranks up. Something out of the ordinary Mm -hmm. is going on here. Uh, You can now, maybe a gift idea for you. You can now customize Frito-Lay's variety chip packs. Online. I like this a so lot. You know, a snacker, uh-huh. Frito Lay is letting you customize your own variety packs, and it's probably the one gift you didn't expect 2020 to deliver. This is good. So all you have to do is go to snacks.com slash variety pack. Hmm. It's a direct to consumer online shop brought to you by Frito Lay. Okay. So this is not, you know, this is not some upstart. This is a, a bona fide thing. And you can choose any 20 snack bags to add to your pack. And there are over 40 options. So if your person only likes Cheetos and Ruffles, you get 
20 of each, or you get whatever ratio that you want. Currently, only customizable. The variety packs are only available in 24 states on the East Coast. So you pick half of the states. Kentucky's got to be in there. But by next year, we'll be nationwide. Yeah, because, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't want the Sun Chips. Or, I, you know, in your variety pack that you get, I don't want the Cheetos. Yeah, there's always, like, the the, the guy who just really isn't making it, but they're going to throw it in there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that chip. Precisely. Uh, a woman returned a $3,000 engagement ring because it's too cheap. Well, I think she needs to be um, broken up with. <laughs> On Reddit, there is a forum. It's called AITA. So it's an AITA forum, and I'll paraphrase. It's, am I the butthead? Oh, okay. okay. But the guy who proposed and gave her the ring, he was asking Reddit, am I the butthead? Here's what happened. And so a woman reportedly returned her engagement ring to her partner because it didn't cost 10% of his salary. Um, it cost, uh, had gold with diamonds and sapphire cost the man about $3,000, but he allegedly makes enough that if he followed the 10% rule, which she says he should have spent one-tenth of his salary on an engagement ring, he should have spent between ten dollars and $15,000. So he asked the question, am I the butthead for doing what he did? And even though the ring he bought only was $3,000, it was designed in a way that his partner wanted he even had the sapphire custom cut into a pear shape as she preferred. Initially, she was very happy with it until her mother, who was a jeweler, called it cheap. She has since given it back to me and accused me of undervaluing her and what she does for me. Her parents are accusing me of using her and treating her like cheap trash. I've tried to explain my point of view, but they won't listen and are demanding an at least 10% ring. Run. Yes. I think Run as he fast as you can. has been given the best gift ever, and that is a preview of who they yes. really are. You hit the lottery and don't know it. Yes. If all that information is true, I, I totally yes. agree. Run, Run. go. Yeah. Go as fast as you can and report these people to border control so we can put them in Tennessee, D.C. <laughs> you, you caught a break. I know it feels like you're going through a hassle, but you have just saved yourself a lot of heartache, headache, and money in the long run. Yes. A Manitoba library said employees were shocked to see a magazine dropped into the return slot this week was last checked out in June 1975. The Winnipeg Public Library said employees at a branch library emptied the return bin this week and found a 1975 issue of Carcraft magazine. The card inside the magazine revealed it had been due back 45 years earlier. There was no note or anything, just the return, according to the head librarian. I know lots of people are cleaning out their basements and their homes these days because of the extra time, so I'm not sure if it's one of those sorts of things, but it was definitely a treasure. She said the magazine is still in pretty good shape. That's awesome. That is really neat. They're not currently charging uh, late fees during the pandemic, but uh, the late fee would have maxed out at $7, even if they were charging, so... I think just to have such a relic back to look at, mm-hmm. like the Topps' equipment law, I would love to compare that to today's equipment law yeah. for car craft. Absolutely. Right. So it's, uh, there's cool. still there's still hope for you, Misty. There on is your, hope for you. that book. Someday, before, before life is over on this earth, you're going to find that book, and we're going to celebrate it. We are. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. You Pick Trivia is on the horizon here on In the Know. 
the wake up early, do a little studying, take the dog through. Did you know Google's original name was Backrub? That's terrible. That yes. terrible. Yes, it is terrible. Why would you even consider that? Did they? Well, I'm wondering, did they even ever really consider it, or was it a placeholder name? And why? What, what was the significance of it? Right. It doesn't, there's, to me, there's not even any contextual. No, none at all. I, I can't find any context that would make what it does. Mm-hmm. With that name. It was somebody's password at the time, and they needed a placeholder. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, also, another did you know, before we uh, get to you pick trivia, did you know, so Bethany Ray was here on Friday mm-hmm. to perform a uh, Christmas hymn, Oh Holy Night, and she learned over the weekend that she was selected to the All-State Symphony. She was awaiting to hear back after our audition. So she will be part of the All-State Symphony, and there, according to uh, the French's, uh, only one other freshman in their time with the uh, orchestra program at Grayson County High School, only one other freshman has ever achieved such an honor. So wow. congratulations That's to awesome. uh, awesome. Bethany. She's really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was National Violin Day, so mm-hmm. we kind of got featured as part of Violin Day. So that was um that was pretty, uh, pretty neat. All right, let's play a round of you pick trivia. Opportunity for you to keep your mental acuity at a high level. And this is going to be you pick trivia Christmas edition. I don't know if we'll get. I don't know if we'll get another you pick trivia in before the the little big year ender. Uh, so you might want to make the most of it. You can play along in the comments section. If you win today, up for grabs, completely nothing. <laughs> Other than the ability to brag to your friends that you got it correct. All right, here's you pick trivia question number one for today. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. All right, you pick trivia question number one. The French word Noel is often used around Christmas. What was the original meaning in Latin? The French word Noel is often used around Christmas. What was its original meaning in Latin? Is it A, birth? Is it B, gift? Is it C, tree, or is it D, Leon? <laughs> Leon, Leon. The French word Noel is often used around Christmas. What was its original meaning in Latin? Birth, gift, tree, or Leon? Ladies are riding frantically over there to get their answers locked in. Misty, are you locked in? I am. Beach, are you locked in? I guess. All right. The French word Noel is often used around Christmas. What was its original meaning in Latin? Is it birth, gift, tree, or Leon? Misty, you finished first. I'll go to your first answer first. What uh, is your guess? Gift. You say gift. Be gift. Beach, what do you say? I also said gift. You said gift. You all both are incorrect. Mm. If you said birth... <laughs> Then you're correct. Yeah, I struggled. It I wanted is, to put birth. It is but. birth, and it's not Leon. All right, here's question number two. Even though I've, I've shared this many times, but in case you – I got great delight 
My mother had felt letters that she would put on the refrigerator, and the felt letters were decorated mm-hmm. with, uh, they were green, and I think they had some red decoration, maybe some poinsettia leaves or some berries on them, and I always loved to go rearrange them to spell Leon instead of Noel. Yeah. It just was, uh, it was kind of Mark, my way of saying Mark was here, <laughs> I put, put Leon. Uh, here's question number two, which is not another name for Santa Claus. Somewhere in the world. Which is not another name for Santa Claus somewhere in the world. Is it A, Papa Noel? Is it B, Father North? Is it C, Grandfather Frost? Or is it D, Jolupuki? Is it Papa Noel, Father North, Grandfather Frost, or Jula Jolupuki? Which of those is not another name for Santa Claus somewhere in the world? Do any of those sound familiar to you? Have you heard them before? Uh, a couple did. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact one of them is used around the world. Mm-hmm. All right. Both of you locked in? Mm-hmm. I guess. All right, Beach, is it Papa Noel, Father North, Grandfather Frost, or Julepuki? Okay. I'm going to go with Papa Noel. You're going to go with Papa Noel. Yeah. All right. Misty, what are you going to go with? Same. You're going to go with Papa Noel. You are both in We're not winning today. <laughs> Papa Noel, I think, is uh, is <laughs> Francais because a few years ago, Anna had to do a uh, project for school while we yeah. were at Disney's Epcot. Yeah. And I remember all the varying Santa's names, and one of them was Papa Noel. Hmm. Father North is the correct answer. I thought that Hmm. was one of them. Father North. Yeah. Father North is correct. He's known as Papa Noel in Peru and Brazil. He's Pierre Noel in um, mm. in France. Uh, Grandfather Frost in Russia, and Julupuki in Finland. I knew that one had to be. That doesn't sound like a very Finnish word. Mm-mm. I don't think of that. Sounds, sounds more, more like an Asian. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. But it's uh, it's the spelling of Puki is weird. P U K K I. So. Uh, So here's question number three in today's You Pick Trivia. Which traditional Christmas carol is actually set on December 26th? Which traditional Christmas carol is actually set on December 26th? Is it A, Jingle Bells? Is it B, Good King Wenceslas? Is it C, We Three Kings? Or D, The Twelve Days of Christmas? Is it Jingle Bells, Good King Wenceslas, We Three Kings, or The Twelve Days of Christmas? Which of those songs is actually set on December the 26th? Could be some tricks. But if you think it through, I think you can reach the correct answer. Which traditional Christmas carol is actually set on December 26th? Jingle Bells, Good King Wenceslas, We Three Kings, or The Twelve Days of Christmas? Neither one of you are writing. I will assume you're both locked in. Misty, I'll ask you first. Jingle Bells, Good King Wenceslas, We Three Kings, or The Twelve Days of Christmas? What is your guess? Well, it has to be The Twelve Days of Christmas because it's a reflective song. Okay. Um, okay. Beach, what say you? I said We Three Kings. You said We Three Kings. You are both... Incorrect. The correct answer is 
Good King Wenceslas looked out on the Feast of Stephen. The Feast of Stephen is December the 26th. No. I'm thinking you, you're reflecting back of all the things you got for the 12 days of <laughs> so Christmas. So the 12 days of Christmas actually starts on Christmas Day. So the 12 days of Christmas begin on the 25th and go for the next 12 oh, days. Okay. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. Yep. I did know that. And that, by the way, that's, I'm amazed at how much Alea loves Jingle Bells. Really? It's seemingly her favorite Christmas song. Okay. It just, she just loves it. Hmm. And uh, We Three Kings is more of a journey song. Mm-hmm. So it, inco- you know, it's their, their journey. So it's not nailed down to one particular day. So anyway, hmm. you all didn't do very well, but I think it was a healthy exercise to learn more about. So were you all 0 for 3? Mm-hmm. Both of you? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, ladies. Uh, I I have to. Um, I've got to get this Kim Kardashian thing in. I may be just helping parents out immensely. I'm not going to give full credit to the Kardashians for this or to Kim Kardashian, but she's where I learned it, so she gets credit for Kim Kardashian West has placed. No, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. The Kardashian West family has notified the public. That their elves on the shelf have been quarantined. Okay. And they released a photo of all their elves being quarantined inside mason jars. And so they're going to be serving out the rest of the Christmas season in quarantine because of a potential COVID contact. So some people may have just said Eureka. (laughs) So I've seen I've seen other suggestions like this, but I was I was taken aback by how many parents were upset by this. Really? That, that you were scarring your children, and I'm like, oh, I thought this was brilliant. <laughs> Listen, but you to get creative on the whole thing. So we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. What's the best metaphor for your life? What's the best metaphor for your life? Mm, I have to give that some thought. Yeah. I don't know. I think probably, mine. Probably the the little bitty snowball rolling down the hill. Okay. You know. I think mine is someone trying to stand on a hammock. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You might pull it off for a split second, but the rest of the time it's all very <laughs> precarious. I think there's yeah. a good chance of that. On television tonight, The Voice on NBC, the live finale, part one. Christmas with the Tabernacle Choir featuring Kelly O'Hara and Richard Thomas on PBS tonight. And on uh, ABC, The Shot, Race for the Vaccine, a special edition of 20. 20. Sad about Charlie Pride. Yeah. Um, due to COVID complications, and I, I'm i glad some other people tweeted it out, but I immediately thought they just gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award on CMAs three weeks ago or four weeks ago, and now COVID complications is his cause of death. I mean, he's in an advanced age, but that was... Did that do it? Is that where he got COVID? I don't know. I don't know. Can't say. 
Uh, December 14th highlight, today's highlight in history. This is the anniversary of that tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Mm. Uh, in 1799, the first president of the United States, George Washington, died at Mount Vernon at age 67. Alabama joined the Union as the 22nd state this date in 1819. The bat that Babe Ruth used to hit his 500th home run sold at auction for more than $1 million a year ago today. And a year ago today, LSU quarterback Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy in a record landslide vote. Birthdays today. It's one of the rare days where they're really... Vanessa Hudgens is 32 today. And that's the only celebrity birthday that I could give you that you would go, Oh, yeah, I might know who that is. I'm still struggling with that one. She's Who an actress, she? I think. Uh, was she in some Disney stuff? Maybe. I, can't. <laughs> I don't know. Again, it was a stretch. Now, gone but not forgotten, Nostradamus in 1503, James Doolittle in 1896, if you've watched the movie Pearl Harbor. Uh, Alec Baldwin played James Doolittle. He's the one that organized the bombing, the uh, revenge bombing on Japan after they got us at Pearl Harbor. Gone, uh, 1922, Don Hewitt, I think, who is the creator of CBS's 60 Minutes program. He's a longtime uh, producer, I know, and I think that uh, I think he's the one that created that. And Charlie Rich, the Silver Fox, born this date in 1932. Chart Toppers, 1958 is the year. The Everly Brothers and the Problems. Will my problems work out right or wrong? <laughs> Speaking of problems. I think I think they kind of brought that on themselves with the song. Or did I bring it on myself? By playing I mean, it, yeah. The... Yeah, I don't know. I had a one in four shot, and apparently I created a problem for myself when I <laughs> selected that one. 1967, The Monkees, number one. The Daydream Believer. But you've still not watched the movie, have you? You can't find the movie. It's a problem. You're going to have to buy it for you again. No, I I sat down to watch it multiple times, and I can't find it or my Breakfast Club DVDs. Hmm. Your kids probably stole it. I did watch The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey version over the weekend for you all because I had never seen it. Good. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, I'd say the first time won't won't solidify your love for it. Maybe eventually you'll... No? You didn't like it, huh? I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan. I think he rushed the part. I think it just wasn't... I think it was too Jim Carrey and not animated enough. Interesting. I I didn't care. That's the one thing I don't see Jim Carrey in. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, did you watch the Bee Gees' How Do You Mend a Broken Heart documentary? No, but uh, I wanted documentary. you to forget about it. Very good. Mm. It's very good. I, I remembered it. it yesterday. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's on HBO uh, and HBO Max. Uh, also, uh, the rubber band man, the Spinners in 76, Party All the Time, Eddie Murphy in 85, Another Night, Real McCoy in 94, It's My Life, No Doubt in 03, and Bruno Mars Locked Out of Heaven, number one, eight years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Just when the caterpillar thought the world was ending, he turned into a butterfly. Just when the caterpillar thought the world was ending, he turned into a butterfly. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.